a new podcast all about board games and people who buy them and people who probably buy too many. And who sometimes play them. Sometimes. Sometimes we <laughs> go weeks without doing it. No, not at all. What's coming into the collection? What didn't make the cut into the collection? And then a third bit where we talk about maybe a status change or now that something's in the collection, we've actually played it. Um, is it everything that we hope for or is something on the way out perhaps? Something leaving the collection. Well, that's, that's a bit like the Hotel <laughs> California, isn't it? The game that we've decided we can add to our collection is... Well, you asked me if we wanted to back it, and I said, Hi! <laughs> it's Let's Go to Japan. Yes. Oh, it's actually, isn't it Let's Go to Japan? Isn't it kind of a welcome to broken up by punctuation? I'm not sure. I didn't actually look at it that closely, if I'm honest. This is probably an example of, that's a nice box, and uh, you were interested, and... And boy, is it a nice box if yeah. you go all in because it's wrapped up in cloth. Yeah, that was pretty Which, attractive. if I look at my notes, furoshiki cloth. I should point out at this stage that I'm a bit of a slut for nice gear. And I don't know <laughs> if that is allowed to make the cut. But uh, if it's pretty, there's a really good chance that if, if, if I also think I'm going to like the game, I'll back it. You know, that's something that's going to tip it in my favour of backing. What do you think of that paper wrapping... Uh, not paper, the cloth wrapping. Have you seen this? I don't anywhere? know. I don't see it going back on the game once we take it out. But uh, Yeah, that'll be it's, tough for it's the It's a bit shelf. of a gimmick, but, you know, I mean, I'll take it. Now, I wonder if they will include instructions on how to rewrap it. I, I'm assuming it's going to be some origami level wrapping with very tidy corners and just so, like, like a folding a fitted bed sheet. And is this a um, case of uh, environmental friendliness? Are they going to have it in shrink underneath that? Or is this something to enable them to send it uh, without shrink wrap? I mean, that would be interesting. I'm in an interesting situation with this sort of move away from shrink wrap that some companies are doing. I certainly uh, support uh, environmental measures. However, as someone who gets insanely triggered uh, the minute a game arrives with a little bit of plating on the box because it hasn't mm. been packed right or a crease or you know a little ding, I'm like I would pay an extra twenty dollars to not get a dinged and dented game. And I, uh, you know, I, I kind of need some protection, so I'm looking forward to a time when uh, perhaps when companies have moved away from shrink wrap, they put it in some maybe printed. Um, tissue paper or, or anything just to keep them a bit protected because I don't like the stickers that they're sealing them with either. No, no, because they stick to the box, don't In they? some cases, yeah. In some cases, but one case is a case too many. Yeah. When my mom was a kid, and I'm not sure how it was in Australia, they the flower would come in big sacks and it would have a print on it and they would make clothes out of this. So it's very common for kids to wear flower sack dresses. They were nice fabric, nice, you know, cotton fabric, what if we start wrapping board games in cloth and then you start collecting these different cloths and who knows, you're, are you making board game a, quilts or ties or clothes? I don't know, sofa cushions? There could be a whole generation of kids going around wearing sort of wingspan packaging. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. The wingspan cloth. So I that would be an interesting sort of value-added souvenir. I would pay extra for a thematic cloth wrapping that holds the box 
together for shipping purposes. Yeah, I would do that. I mean, I don't know how cost effective it is or how um You know, it's ridiculous because then how do they how do they manage this in the retail environment? People need to see the box cover. Well, that's what I'm saying. You have it printed on your cloth or your tissue paper or something. I don't think that's going to sell it enough. That was a billion dollar idea. I was giving yeah. it out there. I was going to be known as the mother of the game print dress, sofa cushion, I think's more likely. <laughs> What else? So you saw the components and that was good enough. And any components in particular? Oh, like I really like the card art. I thought it was good. Did you know that they have six different artists? Yeah, I, working. Think, I think you might have told me about I that. Think or am I I'm something? full of fun facts. I'm so, so into Let's Go to Japan that every time that ad shows up in my Facebook feed, does it show up for you at all? No, it doesn't. Okay, well, no, it knows it's... me, even though you're the one who clicked on the backing and it's showing it to me constantly every time I click like now I've become a top fan of AAG which I don't think is true because I'm trying to think of what else we have by AAG I'm I'm not a non-fan love letter I don't think any special favorites were coming from AAG until now because no, I've wanted recently to, played something by AEG. Yeah, I, I have no problem with AEG. I just can't think of anything off the top of my head that I particularly love by them. But I, I just wanted every Facebook friend I have. I was a slave to the algorithm. Yeah. I wanted it to be showing up in their feeds. I wanted to promote this game. But why? I think it's more than the pretty components. There are a lot of games pretty components. I do remember when um, Dice Tower, I think when their crowdfunding was recently talking about it, two things. Camilla talked about it always being in her Facebook feed, so they are definitely heavily marketing it. But the other thing was Tom Vassell scrolling down saying, every game should be like this, wooden, 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 upgraded. There's a new standard, and I think this game is showing. I don't think I've seen that from AEG to this degree before, and that's probably why I don't have a special AEG Yeah, they tend to be a bit cardboardy as well. Later on, I might see it and say, oh, no, it's one of my top 10 games, but I've forgotten it for now. So I think it's interesting that they've got the six different artists. It's sometimes um, I'll be interested to see how it works. Is it going to clash? I mean, have they done a looked at Unconscious Mind with its Mm. two artists and said, hold my beer and, you know, this will be a little bit. (laughs) We'll have six. And I believe three are Japanese. Oh, okay. Another lives in Japan. But it's a mix of styles and. This designer is the cat lady guy, and I found that art kind of kitschy, inoffensive. Not yeah, I wasn't as out. offended by it as Tom Vassell was. Yeah, so you remember things from that as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, I just I wasn't excited by it, but it was sweet enough. Yeah, and I think it this has that let's go title has some of that retro nostalgic fifties wholesome. Yeah, we're going on an adventure with, you know, Spot the Dog and Timmy from down the street. And yeah. So when I look at the art specifically on the cards, I guess I do see some of the different styles, but it all seems... Sameless. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I love when we travel is planning the travel. Now, I like spontaneous travel as well, but when we'd say knew we were going on a cruise or somewhere else... And I loved, you know, looking up in advance all the places we were going to go. I don't do that. (laughs) But you benefit from it. Yes, that's true. So I could see how he would make a game if he's one of those people that just loves the research process and learned about all these things he wanted to do and was getting really excited about it and then took that knowledge and turned it into a game. And I'm almost thinking, even though Japan has never really been high up on my radar, so many places I'd love to go. 
And let's just face it, they don't have a lot of carbs with cheese no there no. so it makes it hard for them to get into my you know first pick in the billionaire lottery scenario where yeah. i can just travel wherever but this is kind of fun i think there'll be sort of an element of wow these are real places and i'd like to see them yeah absolutely. And I, i'm starting to slowly get a list of places i'd like to see in japan even without the game are there any places in japan that you've heard about that you'd like to visit? Honestly, most of my knowledge of Japan comes from Koei's um, Nobunaga's Ambition mm. 2 on the old XT PCs that I used to play and then later on my Commodore Amiga. And So you need a bit of a time machine. Yeah, so I'm not really that au fait with what's going on in Japan, really. Well, I know you know about Rabbit Island. Yes, I do, and that there's cherry blossom trees. The and Sakura, which yep, we have. The game. Yes. I think we can see it from here, unless you moved it. I think you <laughs> might have moved it. I don't think I did move it. It is always me who does the game moving. I. Yeah. What do you call the... I get the player, I guess, in Tetris is the name of like, what is, I haven't seen the Tetris movie. What's, is there a narrative to when you're playing Tetris that somebody is trying to achieve a goal? Is there a personality attached to, so it's just, so I, I, I make our house into a Tetris adventure. I try to get the same height of games into Calyx cubes, but then also make them color coordinated. It's a lifelong adventure clearly because we keep adding to the collection albeit much more slowly now. Whereas I'm not really that worried what order they go in, as long as they are vertical. Yes, we are not yeah. dirty horizontalists. Sorry, horizontalists. <laughs> My go-to for knowing about Japan is probably Lost in Translation with Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah. So Japan is culturally intimidating. I think growing up, my perception of Japan was you take off your shoes and places are small and you bow a lot. Japan just seemed so difficult I think when I was a kid as I would color in whatever coloring book would have pictures of places around the world and the customs that they have has anything put you off the idea of going to Japan I guess just not being understood but maybe they do most of them speak English I don't know is it like France and so forth or where a lot of people speak English these days or mm. I'm not sure I, I think the politeness again I might be playing with stereotypes is so important that if you don't speak Japanese and they do speak English, then... Well, you still see English on signs and stuff. We're very ignorant in this area. But yeah. like you you mentioned France, you always hear about France. Oh, you know, try to speak French. You'll be better respected for making the attempt, even if it's poor. But you will be corrected when you speak poorly. And I don't know why I'm not as intimidated by the idea of going to France. I think because I know it's a lost cause there. Like you go to France and I would just be despite living in Australia, the, you know, boom crash American and it's hopeless. But in Japan, I feel like they have pained expressions as I violated, you know, customs with a hearty handshake or whatever Americans, not that I would do that. This could also be a stereotype. I think my ignorance is showing, but, but it's a well-intentioned ignorance. Yeah. But then I think of that King of the Hill episode where they spend the whole trip in the tiny little hotel room because that's just how it is in japan and on the last day do you remember this yeah and i find it's a giant room it, yeah that's yeah. just the entryway to the rest of the suite and yeah 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 the cultural miscommunication could be a problem but i guess that's fun in a way and you know there is uh there's cat island as well yeah and if we continue the critter theme there is naru i believe is how it's pronounced which is is that the pig I, one 
Or That's deer. Deer. They have islands for everything. I don't, don't think they? it's an island, but it's a park. Peninsula? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the, the water surrounding status is. And then there's a Hachi. Is that... Am I saying it that correctly? That dog, right? The that dog. With Richard Gere? Yes. Was it Richard Gere? It was Richard Gere. Oh. And so, you know, you'd want to go see his statues. So that's four things to do with animals. Now, would you go see the baboons in the snow? Because you and I are not... I'd go to see the snow, but not necessarily the baboons. I mean, if they were there, fine. We're not monkey people. And someone's no. going to tell me baboons aren't monkeys. I can't remember, are they? Are they the biggest monkey? I can't remember. Mandrels? I, I don't think I don't so. I think, mm, mandrels I, and baboons. I, I don't know. I, 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 not, like to, I pride myself on my curiosity. Yes, but for some reason we're really hateful of... Is it because they're just too human-like? Yeah, it's kind of an uncanny sort of... Mm. Yeah. I actually made a list of things that intimidate me about Japan. So there was the no cheese, although I like a sushi train now. Yeah. Yes, sushi trains are fun, just not the fish. We're not no. fish people. I think the the accidental rudeness, of course, as I kind of alluded to, you know, my bowing at the wrong time in Lost in Translation. You know, there's this giving of gifts that's happening all the time. I, I'm not saying I'm in the Bill Murray aging film star making whiskey commercials scenario on our trip to Japan. It's probably much more normal and touristy. But yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't know all these things. And then I'd read guidebooks and then I'd be like, yeah, but is that true? Or is it like guidebooks that tell tourists it's normal to tip 30% on your meal in Australia? So are we instead living vicariously through this designer's board game about his trip to Japan? I don't think I'll make so many mistakes. Perhaps not. I worry about being a metaphorical Godzilla. That's possible. Because of the height difference. And you... You're downright frightening, I would think, in a Japanese environment. I mean, are the buildings... You mean to actual Japanese, not the maples and things in the game? Could be both. You are a tall man. That's true. Yes, but you don't talk with your hands as much as I do. No. So I'm more likely to sweep out this entire But more loudly. But more loudly. But Japanese people seem pretty loud on a lot of movies, so, you know... That could be the dubbing? It could also be a stereotype. Yes. I, so now I'm very curious. Let's go to Japan. Let's find a good sushi train and see if you hit your head going in. Maybe. We'll the see. Door. And, you know, I know why you're okay and you're not intimidated with going to Japan because you just had surgery. Nothing intimidates me anymore. No, well, there's that. And you finally, as a result of your surgery, found out your blood type. So oh, you, yes. You yes. are walking around with warrior privilege now. Absolutely. O plus. Positive. Yeah. Yeah, so Mr. knows his blood type and knows that amongst people who embrace the pseudoscience of blood types having deep meaning to personality, much like astrological signs, you have been blessed in this regard. And you'll notice that I am not disclosing my blood type. Just assume the worst. In case we go to Japan. (laughs) And the only other thing I had in my notes I wanted to talk about was, yes, wood, 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 and bowls. What the heck? They're sending ceramic bowls? Now, I did say this should be the new standard in gaming, but the bowls are extra. Yeah, are they? Okay. What I are mean, they for? Holding, holding your bits. Well, who can complain about that? I mean, the only, I think there's only one other game in our collection that has ceramic in it, and that's that Alice Mad Tea Party. We don't talk about that. Yeah, it's not very good. But yeah, the ceramic bowls are one-upping the whole Century Spice Road, which gave you know the very nice little plastic bowls. Yeah. But wow, ceramic bowls. But you know what? I do and, want that to be. And the we standard. don't have kids, so they're not all going to be broken within a week. And well, now you've jinxed us. And yeah, when the calyx falls on the bowls that are sitting on the table and breaks them, because we don't have kids and we don't secure our calyx. 
That's how we're going to probably die. They're going to find us under Pin a Pinned to a Kellex. And yeah. we'll just be, it was worth it not to bother having to <laughs> fasten it to the wall. I actually have some a few thoughts oh, about okay. Lex's go to Japan that I didn't really discuss before we move on. Um, I obviously, as we've talked about, I thought it looked s- stunning. You know, it was pretty mm-hmm. and that's why I... Um, wanted it and i you know i've always liked those i don't know what they're called those japanese waving cats that i actually in the original version of my notes said chinese waving cats and i realized well they're probably not chinese super happy fortune cats yeah those things so with or without lucky hamster yeah that was a slot machine that we used to play back in the day when we lived in las vegas yeah i like that um you know i do it's not without reservation for me because as you mentioned earlier i tend to lean into I can't believe I just used the word mm. for, lean in. It's overused expression these days. But I tend to like my Euros in the mid to heavy mm. range and I'm worried it might be a bit light, but it looks also like it might have a satisfying Euro feel without sort of going down that, that path of being a little bit light. I actually did read the rule book, which I never do. Even though I say I'm discerning, I usually don't really read the rules. I feel like I get enough feel from the videos and so forth. And they, one thing that seems to be repeated amongst reviewers, because I was looking at other people as well and then reading the rule book, is you feel at the end that you've made a story of your trip that you sort of relay in the final scoring. So even if it is a bit light for your taste, I think you'll appreciate this idea that you had this adventure. Uh, my concern was that it might be a little bit light, sort of in the same vein as Flamecraft is for me. Um, uh. Flamecraft is a game that I'm really happy to have in our collection, but I don't feel myself desperate to play it. It's the sort of game I'd show someone new to the hobby to wow them about how mm. pretty it is and, you know, the clever-ish mechanisms. But yeah. But I know exactly what you mean about Flamecraft. It's more of a shower than a It's grower. a paint-by-the-numbers light, super light Euro, isn't it, really? Yeah. But it, it has its own strengths. My only other concern is, despite the fact that it does look pretty, I think the box and card art is its real strengths. I'm not so sure about the board uh, and, and oh. some of the cardboard components. Uh, do we I have upgraded versions of those? Oh, just the I little, don't think so. little cardboard discs and so forth just look quite small. And, and because some of a lot of the uh, colours schemes are very muted in it mm. and uh, it, it just looked a bit muddy to me and especially down near the bottom of the board with little discs and so forth or whatever that one side of the board is I guess I one person's board I have a real SEP field or something on the on little cardboard discs because every time we unbox a game and we pull out the beautiful components then we get to pokey little bits that they decide not to upgrade I'm like what where did these come from Who? and they're there on the page it was there all along yeah, yeah. but I just block them out every time and I think I've done that here so that's my concern like a sort of a muddy busy little mm. cardboard shit bits sort of um, I yeah I hadn't paid attention so I'm, it's going to happen again we need a name for that effect where I just forget about all the bits they don't upgrade forgetfulness well, sure. not paying attention uh, deliberately hiding it from the part of my brain cherry picking the good yes. bits yeah <laughs> So this segment is just about what's not coming into the collection. So it doesn't mean it's never coming to the collection, I guess. You weren't sure at all about Dinosaur World. What is it? Um, Is it Dinosaur World? I wasn't sure about Dinosaur World. I'm pretty sure that was my game of the year. Yeah. So because, you know, we had Dinosaur Island. We had Dulasaur Island. We had enough dinosaurs. We had the expansions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's not coming into the collection despite... Wow, to me at least, what a box. Not a human face in sight. And there's more to be said about that. But 
not at this time. The game that I found to be so beautiful to look at on the cover is Mycology, the study of mushrooms or fungi or fungi. If you're in America, I've done some Googling. Is funguses ever acceptable? I don't think, I don't think it's an octopus's situation. Okay. What, I mean, the cover is so, have you looked at this cover Yeah, it's a pretty properly? cover. Did you see like the O and it has a little mushroom stalks growing out it's of it? It's a pretty game. It's yeah. elegant. If you told me that Bosley had designed that, I would have said, yeah, it has that gentle, gentle and ethereal look of Everdell. You mean of. the art? Oh, okay. Yeah, the art. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. again, I'm confusing designing art. Yeah. The person who did actually design it is a Canadian professor. Oh, of mushroomology i guess mycology mycology all right yeah so that sent the alarm bells up for me right away Mm, i I love this box so i better go in carefully because i know i'm vulnerable to pretty boxes absolutely i see that it's a professor who's designed it and i want to know well is he a gamer but no he hasn't created any other games he knows a lot apparently about fungi but what does he know about games? I think I was a bit that way with a game a couple of years ago. I've forgotten the name of it for now. That Was um, was it called Consumption? And it was designed mm. by a um, nutritionist or something. And I just... Had a nice cover. Yeah. Not as nice as this one. I worried I was going to be preached to in it. So I... Um, not, not, you know, deliberately, but... I really respect a game that's going to teach me and yeah. leave me with things I don't know. And mushrooms are interesting. I mean, we have morels. Yes. So, you know, how many mushroom games do you need? I know it doesn't work like that. People have plenty of Cthulhu or Sherlock Holmes or... Dinosaur Island. Dinosaurs, yeah. yes. Look at those cards and looking at the bits... He knows he must know something about games because the this is all very well designed. So surely he's seen good games in action. Well, who's the designer? I look at this and so it seemed very aesthetically aware. Wasn't sure if it was mechanism aware, but aesthetically. So I thought, okay. And I look and it's a guy named Greg May. And I thought, that's familiar, Greg May. Because then I look at his his pedigree there, he's been involved with Everdell and with Buru which is on our list, and Wingspan, this guy who's worked on a lot of hot projects and done this graphic design that we've really appreciated. And now, so that's why the game looks so modern and like they know what they're doing. Well, one thing I have to keep in mind is that despite us owning morels, is that you do have a blood feud with mushrooms. Yeah, I hate them. They're disgusting. I don't know why anyone eats them. They taste like dirt. And then I try to think, is there any vegetable, and keeping in mind that I know that mushrooms are not a vegetable do you know that yeah i think i did but uh, when we say vegetable we mean thing that's used culinarily as a vegetable okay culinary vegetable yes when you dislike a vegetable you really dislike it so i don't know it was it looks nice it has nice bits like i said the art is really lovely and you're taking things oh i don't know they're baskets and it's so quaint so it's a type of game I would have gone for once, but I, it just wasn't scratching any new itch, I suppose. It was just nice. Look, I, one of the, I mean, obviously, I didn't really make the decision here. If you'd just said, hey, I want to back mycology, I would have said, go for it. Well, what but did you think when you looked at it? What was I had your a look first at it. Impression? I thought the box is pretty, and then I thought, yeah, it all looks pretty, it all looks nice. I didn't read the rule book, but. Uh, drafting games, card drafting games are always a bit iffy for me. I, mm. I know we've, I'm sitting down looking at Mad King Ludwig where you draft the rooms and so forth. But there's so much puzzle going on in that that it just works for me. And so many options. 
that that works for me at two player. But in a two player game, card drafting games can feel a bit back and forth. You know. Okay, uh, that's a good observation. And I am um, especially when they run light. And uh, obviously, Endless Winter has a bit of drafting in it too, doesn't it? If I recall. And um, hmm. but that's a heavy. Although the game way we played it was much yeah, more let's generous. Let's not even <laughs> talk about that. Um, <laughs> the way we repeatedly played it. Um. And I always, uh, you know, I, I need to be able to have a game to be a bit heavier to, for, for me to thinking about the puzzle a, a bit more rather than okay. it just being nice. And, and what I was going to bring up is I worry that, as you say, you know, it being designed as, you know, a labour of love by someone that really digs mushrooms and is, uh-huh. you know, both figuratively and literally probably, is it going to feel a little bit too educationally on mm. the nose for me? I Genius games are a bit like that for me. I mean, oh, you're not going out to my beloved genotype, are you? Well, I like genotype. I like it a lot. I had fun playing it, and yet it doesn't call me to play it all the time. I mean, it it's just falls short of being excellent for me. I like it a lot, really like, but and, and it's a beautiful game. But I wish I maybe we can think of what the word is for genotype with the problem because it's beautiful, and it. It involves mechanisms that we enjoy in other games, and I'm obviously very passionate about DNA. But yeah, why am I not like dancing around? Hey, let's play this because I know you'd be. If I said, "Hey, I really want to play this," you'd say, "Sure." I don't know if you'd pick it off the shelf yourself with so many other games. I mean, I never want to get rid of it just because I love it because of its theme and its look. But is it dry? Is that what I'm going for? Maybe it is a bit. And it just also, I mean, I don't know that it has... And I don't... Don't get me wrong. I don't need games that have some amazing mechanism that I just am drawn to. But some designers, you know, like um, you know Vladimir Suchi and... Um, I'm sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly... And um, Alexander Fister, they'll, they'll, everyone will say, oh, this has been done before. But they just seem to do it in a way that is really clever and, you know, makes me think, you know, what sort of fiendish mind thought of this <laughs> ridiculous combination and, and so forth. And I, I didn't get that from Genotype. And, and having looked at Cytosis, and what's the other one? They have another one, the um, um, chemical... The, yeah, the one that I really want to like, the periodic table one. But yeah. is it periodic? Pe- maybe. Well... Um, but yeah, it, it just maybe earnest or wholesome and maybe yeah. So so that was qualities. kind of the the sort of feeling I had coming off. Is there anything that could be added to genotype to make you a bit like, hey, you've got to see this game to other people? I don't know, and and frankly, you know, part of it I remember very little about genotype mm. and so, but but I do remember coming away with it thinking that is a good game. I like that game. It ticks all the boxes. But it's, it's and you know, if it was the only game I'd ever seen, I would have been like, wow, let's play this every day. But it's not. We're surrounded by walls of them here. And I felt like this my mushroom game, mycology. Mycology. I keep oh, wanting to call it mycopia. What would um, come one of those. Yeah. And rather quickly. Like, I'm pleased that this game exists. Yeah. How nice. Yeah. I fear that that's exactly the type of game I would ma- make if I ever made a game something about a passion that you want to share with the world but yeah yeah not to be trusted in that regard not saying that these guys haven't made this excellent fun game that i feel like i don't know it's not fair to judge it a lot of the best designers are probably just fiendish mathematical and sort of engineering minds behind the sort of scenes you know all the combinations and so forth going on whereas i'm not saying that this person isn't i i haven't played the game 
I'm glad you articulated it that way. I think for a long time I was happy with themes, although what I call theme is not necessarily what other people call theme, and that's such a huge debate. People, I mean, what do they say? Dripping with theme. Or they'll say it has no theme, pasted on theme. Two, dripping with theme and pasted on theme are two ends of the spectrum where as an English teacher, I would, well, I shouldn't want to get rid of any words, but I do kind of want to get rid of these. Like when you tell kids not to use the word very over and over in their essay, let's get rid of those two phrases. We don't agree in the community, in the hobby, on what theme is, because some games to me are so thematic. And people are like, well, I did not actually feel like I was doing the thing with my very own hand, so therefore it's not thematic, and only war games can be truly thematic. And yeah, We just can't agree on that. But some themes or settings or aesthetics or whatever you want to call it would sell it for me, even if the game wasn't groundbreaking and new. I just would enjoy, say, visiting that world. But as time goes on and we're seeing so many interesting themes or subjects, maybe that's a better word, it, yeah, once again, becoming more discerning. So this is a great example of a game that once upon a time would have been more of a, like an well, insta-buy. It would have been, yeah. 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 And Five uh, years ago, we would have bought it for sure. And probably enjoyed it and probably not wanted it to leave our collection. Yeah. Which means we probably should think some more about our collection. So part of the hype and the hope is finding out if a game lived up to the hype and hope that we had for it. And I think this time we should be talking about Illiterati, as we've played that very recently. Yeah, we have. How did it meet your expectations? Exceed them? Not meet your expectations? What were your expectations? Well, it's a word game and it looked different and interesting. I would say it wasn't quite what I expected, but as in terms of enjoyment, you know, it, it certainly met my expectations. Yeah, I think the same. Um, it probably actually exceeded my expectations because we played it not too long after playing Paperback Adventures, which did not meet my expectations. No, in fact, I've actually got written down here that um, it's pretty much what I thought it was going to be, ex- with, uh, but it isn't too fiddly, and I find Paperback Adventures fiddly. Man, Paperback Adventures, it's... I, I can't bash it. I love paperback. I love hardback. I play the snot out of the apps. I recommend the games and the apps to, to everybody. Paperback Adventures was not enough about words. It was, like you say, it was fiddly. It had so many good ideas in it. It's probably a great solo game. It comes in 15 boxes that doesn't need to. And- Lot, lots of boxes and components that require you jamming you know stuff in and not quite oh, yeah. working don't get me started on those little metal markers yeah, and the, the plasticky bits but it was tedious combat for me yeah and i and that's fine if i get to solve a lot of puzzles along the way and oh i, I have this you know cool item let me i felt like we hardly ever got letters yeah and the way you had to give them back uh, you know, when you tried them, um, there was some one of the things. And Illiterati to me is the antidote to all of that. Uh, paperback Adventures still looks good and it has uh, enough going on that I know it's going to make some people very happy. But Illiterati is the game I actually wanted to play. The The combat, so to speak, is just very fun. You're, you're constantly getting so many letters, too many letters at, at certain points sometimes. Yep. And it's a fun problem to solve. 
as opposed to, ah, we have these four letters and we need to make the letters point this way so we can get this many hit points. And suddenly we're like min-maxing things. But if we don't solve this this round, we're pretty much dead. It's not very forgiving. Yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, I would play it again. I don't think I want to play it for a little while. Um, I think y- y- you're right, and the literati it feels all about the words. And one of the things that it didn't meet my expectations about, not in a bad way, it just was... I expected the illiterati themselves to feel like more of a, a, threat, a threat, a presence in the game. And I felt like it would just be maybe a bit zanier and more crazy, you know, there mm. in that regard. But you know what? I didn't care. I was just happy making words and the bits were nice and it looked good. And I think at two players, it's good for our interest. Do you think about how it would go at three or four players? Because that would be much more chaotic and yeah. it would be harder to coordinate. We were able to almost, to be honest, we could have just easy. done a big share pile. We never had to burn letters. No. And I understand that being an interesting bit of tension for other people, but I was more interested in solving the word puzzles than I think in... I mean, there's a timer, which can be a bit iffy for me, but I, I yeah. liked it. You know, here we are, we're married, we're happy. We don't have to worry about quarterbacking. We won't sit there like, oh, Mike's, you know, just assuming that he can do it. And the one time that kind of happened when I felt what you were spelling things and I hadn't really had a proper chance to think and, and you'd, I thought you'd kind of taken control when you were just helping. It was very easy, obviously, to say yeah. that, whereas to somebody I didn't know as well, I might not say anything <coughs> and think, well, yeah. that's a failing of the game. But I think it too, especially for a couple or good friends, it's a good problem to solve. I, I really liked the variety of cards. And it's funny because we had that thing the other day where suddenly I couldn't name 10 fish, <laughs> which yeah, obviously yeah. I can name 10 fish. I, yeah. You don't have to know a lot about fish. You think of you know a menu and probably you know, some game I've played in the past. Yep. But I was just, I got stuck. Like, wait, what, what are fish? Um, and then this sort of happened with this game. It's like, I, I can't, can I name 10 animals or can I make a word? What, what are animals? So you go yeah. through that. It's, it's funny because you know that you know <clears throat> animal names. You could name yep. animals all day for hours yeah, and hours. Yeah, but then when you've got the letters staring <laughs> And three yeah. minutes, the timer was dodgy. Yeah, Deluxe so. Edition timers have issues. I'm not the only one seeing posting on Kickstarter. I they are replacing the fancier them. Fancier glitter. Um, I'm probably going to email them, but tell them to hold off until they maybe get a. I don't know. I mean, I I wonder. I might suggest that if when they're replacing them, they send another um, to people a uh, another deluxe one, but also a regular one. Yeah, you know, just, just in case. case. You know, that might be a good idea. So I think that. I mean, being confident in being able to do it in normal circumstances, but then the timer kind of affecting that, and the, no- the letters rather in front of you, the tiles. It was a fun sort of tension for me. It was just the yeah. right amount of tension because you could have a little laugh <clears throat> at yourself. And I liked how in the first round, and they say this over and over in the rule book, don't try to meet your objectives, just try to survive the round. And it's true because unlike, say, paperback adventures where you're confined to a set number of letters, you get through that first round, now you're going to have more to play with. It's going to be a bit more fun yep. and easier. And yeah, you're going to need to make more words to use up all of your letters, but that was good advice. So it's definitely a put your ego to the side kind of game. Yeah. I mean, I really, uh, in addition to that, I, I mean, the tiles are great. The components mm. in it is... Is ours a deluxe edition or is it all? It is deluxe. deluxe. We have the deluxe timer, the velvet oh, That's bags. right, yeah, yeah. And um, Not sure the only... The only nitpicks i have about it really and, and they are nitpicks 
is I, I maybe wish it was a little bit harder. Is there a harder mode? Yes, we played in the easiest okay, possible then, well, then, mode. Okay, then forget that nitpick. So in the harder modes, I know one thing is that you have to use more of the letters in the center. But we were often clearing the center. And I think for the final round, you do have to clear the center. So those are some of the ways it gets harder, is it's easier to to burn letters. Yeah, and yeah. That. But um, the for me, the bags were just a little bit too small for my liking, you know, to get the tiles out and really feel like I'm in there mixing them around. I, That's a common problem for you. Well, I have large hands. but And I have small hands. But so. even so, I mean, how do you find it bringing them out? Can you get your hands I right can. in there? I felt like I was okay, really swirling so, Whereas them. I'm sort of OJ Simpsoning it. Who would you give it to? Who would you play it with if, say, I'm not around? Fellow English teachers, obviously. Um, I, I don't know if it's something that I'd give to people to as an entry to word games. There's maybe a few yeah. extra complications going on but but i like it i, I like the way you have to specifically risky. um have to do things like there's that one you had where you had to have antonyms, antonyms. yeah yes. you know? it, and that's it a, is clever not only can it teach the concept it um um true you know because it even has the little explanation of what an antonym is there to someone who may you know or be younger player and, yeah and so forth so um i think that's good it's it's educational but not obnoxiously so you know so it's um yeah i don't think being English teachers was necessarily no, an advantage there. No. The timer might make some people think it is a bit of a zany romp, like at the Pictionary level or some such, and it's not. It's thinkier than yeah, that. It is. But it is still very achievable, especially since you can cooperate. So Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I would give it to, like I said, couples, I think. If, if you like words, you have to kind of like word games, at least yeah. a little bit. And, yeah, um, if you hate Scrabble, don't go near it. But see, I hate Scrabble, and I really like this. So yeah, but, I, but then we're back to that whole issue of confined letters and oh, having saying, to yeah. lay those letters just so on that triple letter. Or yeah, triple but Scrabble's word. competitive. It is competitive, but I don't even find... You'd think I'd find joy and just like, ooh, I can make this word over here. I just find no joy in Scrabble. It's too restrictive for me. Whereas you're great at Scrabble. You enjoy playing it. You'll play it online with strangers. Yeah, yeah, and have played it online. I don't know why we have this difference when we enjoy so many of the same word games, but on Scrabble, we just go to the opposite ends. I would rate it with a BGG rubric... I'd, I'd open the negotiations at an eight. Time will tell. Yeah, so do I. That's exactly my number. And because it's solid and it's replayable and it scales. It's quick set up and tear down. Yeah. Yeah. And it is fun to switch the tiles around if your hands aren't too big. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and it's mildly annoying if they are. <laughs> so I think it's safe to say that Alliterati has met our uh, hopes. We didn't really hype it you know it was not something that we were whoa yeah that's going to come it was it was a word game it looked cool it had nice bits and i knew we'd enjoy it so that's why we backed it so i think it deserves its space in the collection we'll probably play it again soonish uh you probably don't want to hear what soonish means for us it's probably not what it means for you but um all in all i'm pretty happy to have it i agree hey should we set up (laughs) 